moms spend more time with the internet daily than they do with television or radio. In 2019, moms self-reported spending just under four hours daily. So clearly the internet keeps drawing moms in more and more with major consumption coming in the forms of social networking, online audio, video streaming, etc. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello, listeners. In today's episode, we speak with Melissa DeSazaire, the Vice President at Edison Research in the US. Melissa brings more than two decades of research skill to Edison Research, and I really consider her to be a specialist in revealing key insights about mums and their media habits. Today, we are exploring just that. We have a look at the Mums and Media Study, which Edison Research undertakes each year to understand how mums in the US are adapting to advancing technologies and new devices. And we compare this research against new research by my own organisation, Marketing to Mums, having a look at Australian mothers and their use of media and new technology. Now, we identify some significant shifts in mothers' behaviours and their use of media and technology in both the US and Australia, which really provides some great opportunities and insights for marketers. So sit back and enjoy Melissa's insights into mum's use of media and new technology. Hello and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Today, I have a really exciting guest on the show that I have been really looking forward to interviewing. I'd like to welcome Melissa DeCesare from Edison Research. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you. Listen, I have been keen to explore the findings from your recently released Mums and Media study. It's one of the studies that I look forward to being released every year. And recently, I've actually done a similar study here on Australian mothers. So I'm I'm particularly interested in understanding uh, the difference, I guess, between Australian and, and American mothers. So I was hoping just to kick things off, Melissa, you could share with our listeners some of the history and the size and the methodology of your mums and media study? Sure, of course. Uh, Well, for starters, mums and media is taken from the Infinite Dial, uh, and that Infinite Dial series dates back to 1998. Uh, We've been looking specifically at mums from the Infinite Dial in the United States since 2011 when we put out the first mums and media. And so for this year's study, uh, earlier this year in January and February, uh, Edison Research conducted a national telephone survey of 1,500 people aged 12 and older uh, using random digit dialing techniques to both cell phones and landlines. Uh, So that telephone data was weighted to the national 12 plus U.S. population figures. And then in addition to that, 
Edison Research also conducted a national online survey of more than 4,000 people aged 12 and older. And that online data was weighted to match the infinite dial telephone demographics of those with internet access. Uh, We offered the survey in both English and Spanish. And for moms in media, mom is defined as a woman having a child under 18 living in her household. Uh, The sample uh, yielded 176 moms from the telephone survey and 534 from the online survey. Oh, fantastic. So can you share with us maybe perhaps two or three of the biggest findings that your Mums and Media study has uncovered this year? Sure, sure. I'd say the first thing uh, is really a trend that has emerged in this year's study, and that's what we call wearable tech. Things like fitness trackers, internet-connected watches, and wireless headphones. And they all had a nice showing in this year's Moms in Media We had 29% of moms say they own an internet-connected watch, which by brand would be an Apple Watch or a Samsung Gear as examples. Uh, And in the last two years, only about 10% of moms have said they owned one. So this really jumped in 2019. And this supports that mobile lifestyle that moms have grown accustomed to. And so with fitness trackers, 32% of moms from the online survey component said they own one, and 39% said they own wireless headphones. And these two go right along with that mobile lifestyle and work directly with smartphones, which we already know are a must for moms. And it makes sense that moms would want to tech accessorize uh, the device, that smartphone that they use so much. And they're doing it with these other devices that are as mobile as they are. We found really similar results in our in our research. So we've seen that we've got about 27% of Australian mums have a piece of wearable tech that they're engaging with. So very very similar to the US mom there. Yeah. Yeah, and and then secondly, I'd say that the increase in time spent with the internet daily is pretty indicative of moms media habits. Uh, And in 2019, moms self-reported spending just under four hours daily using the internet. And that's about 24 more minutes than in 2018. And as you might guess, on a daily basis, moms spend more time with the internet daily than they do with television or radio. So in our study, moms self-reported spending about two hours and 24 minutes with television and about one hour and 31 minutes listening to the radio. So clearly the internet keeps drawing moms in more and more with major consumption coming in the forms of social networking, online audio, video streaming, etc. Yep. Uh, We haven't actually recorded their time, but we've certainly seen great increases in their social media use in terms of the number of times they're accessing it every day. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, for one more little tidbit, I'd say that the rise in tablet ownership this year was notable. Uh, We know moms are completely attached to their smartphones and that moms have a very mobile lifestyle. And that smartphone has become their go-to device because it allows them to be mobile and in turn has allowed moms to create new behaviors as a result. But tablets, even though they are another mobile device, they haven't seen that same explosive growth. And actually, 
they were in kind of a holding pattern with moms the last couple of years with about 64, 65% of moms saying they own some type of tablet. But this year in 2019, uh, the tablets did see a spike in ownership numbers with 75% of moms saying they own some kind of tablet. So this increase is interesting and we'll definitely keep an eye on it for next year to see if the tablets have that same kind of staying power and also why the renewed interest if they do. Yeah, I'm really interested into why there's been this sudden kind of jump for tablets uh, in the US. It's not something we've seen in Australia. Do you have any kind of idea as to what could be driving that, Melissa? Not sure. Uh, We haven't gotten into the reasons specifically. I have a couple of just thoughts that could possibly be why. It could have something to do possibly with the uh, high usage of video streaming and, you know, maybe people are using tablets more to watch their their videos and their TV shows because that's easier than doing it on a smartphone. The screens are bigger, but yet they still have that portability. But that's just a theory at this point. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on it and see where it goes. Mm, I would see that link between video streaming as well as a hunch. Uh, So I'll be interested to see your report next year. Before we continue with the podcast episode, I want to tell you about our podcast sponsor, Cooperate. Cooperate is a powerful marketing technology platform that allows marketers to visualize your brand's customer journey, deliver great content at each stage of that journey, and see how it all performs, all managed from one centralized location. Cooperate has been built by marketers for marketers. I've actually had the opportunity to see the platform in action and I genuinely think it's worth taking a look at if you're a marketer managing large brands which want to attract more mums. Now let's head back to the podcast. Now, you alluded to smartphones, and this seems to be the most essential piece of technology for any mother around the world. I don't actually even know a mother without a smartphone, and I'm interested to find out what you've uncovered about mums and smartphones in the U.S., Yeah. So in 2019, 94% of moms own a smartphone. So you are correct that nearly every mom has one. And we know from our past studies that moms adopted the smartphone and never looked back. Moms are busy. They're always shifting gears from task to task. And the smartphone allows them to do this without missing a beat, right? So this device suits moms. It's perfect. And as a result, moms have developed, again, that very mobile lifestyle. They can text, consume media, shop, and take care of all kinds of otherwise tedious tasks while carrying out their daily routines. As moms, you know, we've all been there. Uh, You've registered for a school event while waiting in line at the grocery store, or maybe you've paid a bill online or placed an order while you were on the sideline at your child's soccer game. I think One of the biggest reasons that the smartphone is mom's go-to device is because it allows them to check things off their to-do lists without having to be at a desk in front of a computer. Ultimately, this is really giving back time in mom's day. And as busy moms, time is the one thing we are always struggling against, right? We never seem to have enough of it. 
So to not have to make time to sit at a computer to return correspondence or pay bills or look up information about upcoming school events, that's huge. Plus, then you factor in all the media consumption that can be done while mobile. And what mom wouldn't want a smartphone, right? Yeah, absolutely, Melissa. Here in Australia, we've actually found 99% of Australian mothers have a smartphone. They're really big in adopting technology and the smartphone is their absolute go-to. I mean, I think of it, it's never more than an arm's length away from mums. It generally seems to be the first thing she picks up in the morning and the last thing she checks before going to sleep. But here in Australia, we see we're very much skewed towards the iPhone and I believe the US is is actually more on the Samsung Android. Would, would I be correct there? I don't have those numbers specifically in front of me on how it breaks out. I could look into that though. So I don't have the, the particulars just in front of me, just overall smartphone ownership at the moment. Yeah, no problems. I'd love to turn our attention to talking about smart speakers. And I'm interested to understand how many mothers have a smart speaker at home and how this might compare up against your research in mums and media for previous years. Yeah, sure. So we've seen tremendous growth in the last two years with smart speakers. And, and back in 2017, smart speakers were brand new and only 6% of moms reported owning one. Then in 2018, after plenty of marketing and integration, we saw that ownership number among moms climb to 23%. And now in this year's study, 34% of moms reported owning some kind of smart speaker, so about a third of moms, and uh, I think that number will continue to grow. Yeah, interesting. Here in Australia, we've got 23% of mothers reporting ownership of a smart speaker. But what really interested me is in our study here on Australian mums, we found that 13% were intending to buy a smart speaker this year. So that would see at that number go up to 36%. So a really fast and significant growth. Yes. I'm really interested to understand more about the smart speakers. Is, are you seeing that demand is coming through from the kids? I mean, how are smart speakers actually been used in the home? Did your, uh, your study cover any of that at all? Well, the smart speakers are definitely gaining traction each year and we see that, right? And I think it's because of its functionality and the way that it can bring the family together with various tasks and activities. This device has the potential to be a real game changer for moms. And we know from past studies that moms adopt new devices quite well uh, and they waste no time in working them into their daily routines. Smart speakers are perfect for that and they're well suited to just sort of fit right into existing behaviors and needs around the house. So while we didn't explore the kids' behaviors in moms in media, we don't have that. But from our other qualitative studies that we've done at Edison uh, with smart speakers, a big appeal is that it is a device that the whole family can get involved with and can be an alternative to screen time for the kids. So as more functionality and integration happens, I think even more moms will embrace these smart speakers and find ways to work that technology 
into the household. Yeah, look, anecdotally, that's something that I've certainly observed being out in in other family households and seeing young children actually engaging with it as, as you say, as an alternative to screen time. And they're really using it for uh, entertainment, but also as an educational piece, which is something that I've seen. Can we change tact a little bit now, Melissa, and talk about social media? I'm keen to understand if the Facebook privacy breaches are having any kind of impact on the way mums might be using social media in the US. Well, this year in Moms and Media, we have data that shows 81% of moms currently use Facebook. So that's really solid. And as for which site social networking moms use most, 64% said Facebook which is down from the 69% who said that last year. So while overall usage among moms is still pretty stable, it is the used most aspect where we see the downward slide with moms. So now in Moms and Media, we didn't get into the reasons for that decline. However, Edison Research has recently released another report called The Social Habit, which does address why people are using social media and Facebook specifically less often. And privacy concerns do surface there, uh, but the core reasons for using less vary based on age. Mm, interesting. Listen, I noticed when I was actually reading through your report that Pinterest has actually seen some very significant gains. And I see that mums are really starting to embrace Pinterest. And I was wondering if you could share with our listeners the results uh, from your study about mums' usage of Pinterest and how this compares with previous years in the study. Sure. So in this year's study, Pinterest usage came back really strong among moms, with 63% of moms using Pinterest. Uh, In recent years, it has done well with moms, but this was the highest it has been. Back in 2017, 47% of moms were using it. And in 2018, it was more than half at 54%. And I think Pinterest has that appeal with moms for all of those crafty DIY type projects and recipes. It's very visual with pictures that can inspire and motivate. Uh, and, and sometimes, depending on the project, they can sometimes even intimidate. But I think it really does appeal to moms to give them different ideas and, and ways that they can you know, be a little more crafty and, and take things on and try it. It seems to be that really quiet achiever at the moment in terms of the social media space. It really is gaining some traction over the last couple of years. I'm interested to understand how did Snapchat and Twitter fare in your study? Uh, Well, with Snapchat and Twitter, neither uh, showed real gain this year. Uh, About a third of moms reported using Snapchat this year, which is about where it was in 2018. And for Twitter, 23% of moms said they currently use that site. So slightly down from the 25% we saw in last year's report. Have you read Marketing to Mums? How to Sell More to Australia's Most Powerful Consumer? This best-selling book was written by your podcast host, Katrina McCarter. In it, she shares her eight-step framework to increase sales and profits. Whether you are selling a product or service, Katrina's methodology will provide you with the roadmap to growth. You can get your copy from Amazon.
What about when it comes to podcasts? Here in Australia, we are seeing mothers are really embracing podcasts. They love that kind of intimacy of podcasts and that they can listen to them on demand at a time that suits them and when they're doing something else. And I'm interested to understand what's the usage of podcasts amongst US mothers? Uh, Well, podcasts are definitely a thing here in the States as well across all demos. And it is catching on with moms too. Uh, Our data shows that more than half of moms, 56 percent have ever listened to a podcast and 21 percent of moms have listened to one in the last week Uh, and there are a lot of other commitments and even content right that compete for moms precious time so it's really promising that moms are making time to listen to podcasts whether they're doing it while they're doing other things or maybe while they're in transit you know they're finding ways to consume them Yeah, we've found here in Australia that in the last month, 40% of Australian mothers have listened to a podcast. So again, very, very encouraging. I see it as a a huge opportunity for brands to uh, to engage with mothers because you don't have the distractions, some of the other distractions uh, that you might have with with other media. So uh, I'm very excited around the podcasting scene. One thing that I'd like to talk to you about, Melissa, is video streaming. And in particular, I'm wanting to talk to you about Netflix. Every time I look through my Facebook feed, mums are talking about the new series that they're watching. And in our study, we've seen some incredible stats around how much Netflix or how often mums, Australian mums are engaging in Netflix. And I'm really interested to find out what your study found out about video streaming preferences of US mothers. Yes. In our moms and media, we saw very strong preferences for Netflix as well, with 71% of moms saying they have watched it in the last week. Uh, We had 31% say they've watched Amazon Prime in the last week and another 29% who said Hulu. So overall, yes, video streaming is definitely on mom's radar. Oh, I'm just astounded by those numbers. 71% have watched Netflix in the past week. That is the exact same number we found here in Australia (laughs) on Australian mothers. But that is just incredible that despite them being so busy, they will find time to watch Netflix. And I think they just love that on-demand ability. And one of the things we uncovered in our research was that they love that Netflix will actually curate preferences for them and make suggestions about based on what you've viewed so far, this is a new show that you should consider. They love that because it's less thinking time and it's less decisions that they have to make in their day. I find a lot of mothers feel a bit of decision fatigue by the end of the evening. Yes. Listen, was there any particular finding in your report that really surprised you? And I'm, I'm just really curious to understand why that, why that might be. Uh, I wouldn't say it was so much of a surprise, but more of a reinforcement, really, of what we already know from researching moms and their media habits for all these years. And that's how moms adopt these new devices and rather seamlessly incorporate them into their existing routines. Moms don't shy away from new technology. They embrace it, especially when it fits their busy mobile lifestyle. And they wind up creating new behaviors and new habits around that new technology to really make it fit, to really make it work for them. 
That's a great insight, Melissa. Listen, we have a great number of marketers that actually listen into the Marketing to Mums podcast, and I'm keen to understand what are the top three insights that they could apply for their brand based on the outcomes of your research? Uh, I'd say first, always remember that moms are mobile. They live by their smartphone, as our data shows, and almost every mom has one. And now moms are looking to incorporate other technology and devices that work together with their smartphones. Things like wearable tech that we've talked about and the smart speakers, you know, anything that they can work and pair up with their smartphones. Second, I'd say while Facebook is still used by moms, it is losing favor as the go-to, while sites like Instagram and Pinterest seem to be gaining some momentum in the social space. And then finally, the internet is where it's at for moms. Uh, They spend more time online daily than they do with other forms of media, and they're getting online via mobile as well, which means they are able to engage anytime, anywhere, and they do. Do they ever. Melissa, they are some terrific insights. (laughs) I really appreciate you making the time in your evening to talk and share your report findings with us. If people actually wanted to learn more about Edison Research and more about the mums and media study specifically or get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do so? Sure. They can check us out at edisonresearch.com and you can find this Moms in Media 2019 report and also learn more about all the other fantastic research that we do at Edison, uh, including more moms research. So that's edisonresearch.com. Yeah. And I will say to everybody, I've had the pleasure of actually meeting with a number of the team from Edison Research. I have spoken at the same conference as, as a couple of other team members who work on that mum's research and uh, it's a fantastic resource. So I do very much encourage you to head over to Edison Research and have a look at that data. It's very, very helpful. Can I say, Melissa, thank you so much for being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. I love speaking to Melissa and hearing about the mums and media study. You know, from a personal perspective, I love to see how the marketing to mums research compares in other markets. There really were some strong similarities across both the US and the Australian market, which I found particularly interesting. I'd now like to challenge you as marketers and business leaders to think about what this means for your brand. Do you need to start considering new marketing techniques to keep pace with these media changes? For those of you who are interested in learning more about Edison Research's Mums and Marketing Study, please head over to our show notes, which you can find on the Marketing to Mums website. We'll have all the links in there for you. And for those of you that are interested in the Marketing to Mums research, looking at Australian mothers and their changing media behaviours and their uptake of new technology, I'd request that you send me an email over at katrina at marketingtomums.com.au as we haven't yet released this research and I'll be sure to let you know once it is available. Thank you for listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.